brownies. Here we go. Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Yeah, this for my dogs from the east to the west side. Rock it brown and orange with me, baby. Let's ride. Represent the land, let them know. Tell them, here we go, brownies. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the Here We Go Brownies podcast. I'm Allie Heisson, coming to you live from Sneeds Ferry in North Carolina. And join with me, as always, out in beautiful Boise, Idaho, we've got Dustin. Dustin, how you doing? Uh, it's a melancholy night for me, Allie. Uh, you let me know when we can make the announcement tonight. But yes, I am from Boise, Idaho. That's right. So, um, Allie, it is playoff week. Mm-hmm. It is playoff week in the National Football League, and our Cleveland Browns are heading down to Houston for a big, big game against C.J. Stroud and that unit down in Houston. And I think the Browns are still a one-and-a-half, two-point favorite, um, which thinks Vegas thinks it's going to be close. I don't know. I think it could kind of go – it could get ugly. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, But I'm excited. I'm confident in my Cleveland Browns. And more importantly, Joe Flacco's never lost a first-round game in his entire career. So let's go, Joe Flacco. You know what? It's a promising matchup. And I think Dustin, out of some of the teams that we potentially could have had to face, um, Houston is something I think we'd we'd all be okay with. Um, However, this is an entirely different team um, than what we faced on Christmas. Um, The Case Keenum-led Texans is a vastly different team than the C.J. Stroud-led Texans. Completely and utterly different. C.J. Stroud, although a rookie quarterback, has the ability to take over a game at any point. So we're going to get into it. A lot to talk about. But Dustin, you mentioned you got an announcement. I think uh, no better time than now to to let let it rip. Yeah, so guys, a little melancholy moment. Um, I made the moment and choice uh, about a month ago. So we wanted to wait till the timing was right. But I love Boise, Idaho, but I think you guys all know my heart is in Cleveland. It has been my entire life at times. And I am making the move permanently to Cleveland, Ohio. That is right, guys. I am making the move to Cleveland, Ohio, the land. I'm coming to the land. I will be there two weekends. From now, I will be in the land, maybe a, a day or two before, depending on the weather on the roads. But here I come. Here comes Cleveland. Watch out. I hope you're ready for me. Um, I'm excited to get there. I'm excited to do some amazing things with the podcast. Grow it. You know, Alan, we talked about this. Boy, if you ever lived there, what could we do with the podcast? I think we're excited to see where this thing can go and grow um, from the land. But Ali, uh, you know, it's 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 one of those bittersweet moments. You've moved around, right? You know how that is. Um, but here's the truth, guys. I have not lived anywhere else in my entire life. So when I say this is a move, it is a move. It is a monumental yeah. move. I have a lot of crap. Um, if you guys need anything, just check out Boise Marketplace. I'll sell you some crap. <laughs> um, but uh, but uh, yeah, it's going to be a big move. I'm excited. Um but, you know, here it is. Uh, stop it, Larry. I'm not coming to Houston. <laughs> I got too much moving stuff to do. Larry, I'm coming to the AFC Championship game in two weeks, three weeks. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's take it away, Allie. Let's, uh, you know, it's Allie, do we have any other stuff we need to talk about? I mean, is, is anything else happen over the weekend? Or? I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll, we'll get into that in a moment. Um, yeah. But first and foremost, Dustin, congratulations to you. This is exciting. Uh, moving is scary, but you know what? It's a lot of fun at the same time, and you're yes. going to a great place. You're going to 
Cleveland, Ohio, where your beloved Browns are. So good for you. I'm very and excited my, for you. And I know. Calves and my calves and the guardians and yeah. uh yeah i'm i'm really happy for you and i think uh you'll be able to attend a lot of in-person things that maybe we were we weren't otherwise able to so this is really exciting not only right. for you but for the podcast so congrats to you um while we're at it we want to give a quick shout out to our friends over at angelo's pizza if you're going to be in cleveland dustin you're going to frequent this place <laughs> quite a lot um head on over to lakewood to get your hands on the best pizza in northeast ohio um, they do it right. They start out with a buttery crust. They do double layer toppings. It is great in the restaurant at home and even just as great the next day. So be sure to head on over to Angelo's today. You mentioned it. Um, you know, we're going to Houston. Uh, we're not, but the team is. And this is this Larry, is a game Larry's, that Larry's going Larry's to be there. Larry's going to yeah, be there. The, and the, bus we, not, the bus will not, but he will be. No, the bus will not. But go, go hang out with Larry. He's a good time. Um, this is a different team. And the first question I have for you is, you know, if you go back to that, that Christmas Eve game against Houston, um, yeah. Browns just lit the place up. I mean, they yeah. were uh, on an entirely different level than what we're used to them being on. Um, Amari Cooper broke several records. He was awesome. Flacco was great. Uh, that's the game where Dustin Hopkins got hurt. But my question to you is, is this repeatable can the browns do that same thing can amari cooper have the same stats that are similar that he had that christmas eve game or did they just kind of just get hot at the right time um your thoughts on that is this something that can we can expect to happen again and we can go in and dominate this team or do you think this is going to be a little bit closer than it was last time it's gonna be closer just because cj stroud is cj stroud i mean he's he's had a great season he's you know been injured a little bit but here is the thing. I, I look at the, the common denominator between these two football teams. You have the young uh, kind of really coming into his own rookie, right, in C.J. Stroud. You have a veteran that is battle-tested and seen everything in the playoffs. Um, so really it's going to come down to is this playoff game too big for C.J. Stroud, right? I mean, we always talk about that. Yeah. You, know, you know, the playoffs are a whole other level, right? Is this going to be too much for him? Because we know it won't be for Joe Flacco. He's going to be unflappable. He's going to walk in there cool, calm, collective. He's going to be cool Joe, right? But I think where the where the, the the factor will come down to is the defense. Truly, this will come down to which team has the better defense. And in that situation, I think if Cleveland can get enough stops on defense, they win the game. I think the Browns can win the game by 10 or 14 points. Not a blowout like we saw a couple you know weeks back, but I think this is a team – if the defense sets the tone early in this football game, it can be one of those where the Browns can kind of have their way. Because here's the thing. C.J. Stroud likes to run around. It's not like the Cleveland Browns don't play Lamar Jackson twice a year. So, I, you know, they're used to playing a quarterback with this kind of style. So I think we're going to be okay. I think they'll give us a game, but I do think it will come down to the defense. And here's two things I do know. If Cleveland wins the turnover battle, and they create turnover, it is checkmate in this football game. Yeah, I agree in some senses um, that if they can come out and establish early, the, the Browns defense, that is, and start to make some impactful plays, um, it will absolutely get in the head of C.J. Stroud. Look, I, I love C.J. You know, I'm an Ohio State fan. We, we are yeah. rooting for him outside of, you know, this game to be successful in his career, uh, but absolutely do not want him to be successful in this game. Um, and no. with that, I think because he is a rookie – you can exploit that. You can use that to your advantage and confusing him. And I'm curious to see what Jim Schwartz does 
um, and his scheme and philosophy going into this game to confuse that of C.J. Stroud and just to make it a little bit more difficult. The Browns are able to most of the time create pressure with four. I don't expect this to be like a 25 blitz game. Like I just don't think that's no. going to happen. And I hope that it's not going to happen. I think that they can create organic pressure with their front four and also be able to get creative with disguises down the line. Um, I'd be happy with, you know, even single, single digit um, blitz packages in this game, because if you can just organically get after him, and yep. of course, we know that they've got a pretty decent offensive line, um, that being Laramie Tunzel on the, le the left tackle being obviously yep. the best, uh, the best piece of that, that is. There's some holes here. You can exploit right. CJ, you can exploit this team, and they don't have the depth. And we've said all season, True. they kind of play a little bit up to the their level of competition. And with that in mind, you know, I think that they are going to play up when you're playing the Cleveland Browns. We know that there is a little bit of a rivalry here. You can expect this to be a, I don't want to say heated game, um, but in a way, this is a rivalry. This is got some meaning behind it beyond just what's happening on the field. Mm -hmm. And the Browns need to be able to go in and, and set the tone early. Typically, when the Browns are able to, to do that, they come out successful. Yeah, and here's the weird thing. In spite of ourselves this year, the Browns are, you know, one of the worst teams in the NFL um, in the turnover position, you know, yeah. uh, which is which is incredible to think that they have 11 wins on the season. So if they correct those things and, you know, clean it up and, and have a turnover-free type of game, I think, mm -hmm. I mean, you're just, I think our defense is just too good because you're just going to limit the opportunities that the Houston Texans have. I just think that's what it turns into. Mm -hmm. um, I did see there was a little bit of uh, jinxing of our football team. I saw Pat McAfee had C.J. Stroud on, I think, before or after the national championship game. And he was like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, Stephen A. Smith says, you know, the biggest uh, the biggest uh, obstacle for the Baltimore Ravens is the Cleveland Browns. And so <laughs> that got a little, you know, got a little, uh, got a little, you know, got C.J. Stroud going, oh, really? Is yeah. that uh, what they think? So, yeah. you know, we don't need any of that kind of crap. But uh, anyway. Um, no, I, I think it'll be a good football game. I just, I honestly don't know. I feel confident that we're going to win. I don't feel nervous. Mm -hmm. I, you know, we're not going into Buffalo. We're not going into Kansas City. Um, we're going into Houston, and, and this is nothing against their fan base, but it's not like they're the most rabid, loyal fan base. No. I mean, uh, there's been a lot of make and uh, people saying, look at all these tickets that are still available for this Houston Texans playoff game. They're just not the same mentality. And I want to double down on that. Uh, Mary Kay put something out, and she's a good friend of the program. We love having her on. But she had asked Joe Flacco about his family and what he saw on Thursday night. And he said, hey, I love Baltimore, which this will be interesting how this is received in Baltimore. He goes, I love Baltimore. I love the fans. But it was nothing like I've ever experienced in Cleveland and these fans. So what does that say about our fan base, right? Like, this is a guy. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> Well, that well, right, but this is a guy that doesn't have to say that, right? Like he could just be like, "Oh, they're great fans, I love them." But no, he went and doubled down and be like, "Yeah, I've seen some great fans in Cleveland or in Baltimore, but these guys are phenomenal." So I think that's yeah. interesting. And I got to tell you, I was there Thursday night alley, and nobody left. And you know, it's it's just we we have to savor these moments. And I and I hate to make comments like the Ravens are spoiled and the Steelers are spoiled fans, but they are spoiled. They make yep. it to the playoffs almost every year. The Steelers always have a better than 500 record. The Cleveland Browns have made the playoffs three times in t almost a quarter century or 25 years. Like, that's insane to me. Like, most people would have checked out already. Like, right? I mean, they would have been like, see ya. 
I'm going to go find yeah. another fan base. But this fan base has not done that, and they have, they never will. And it is a football town. And I, and I have told people, it was amazing that the Cavs won. But boy, if Cleveland wins the Super Bowl, you better shut the city down for a week because yeah. it's going to be crazy, right? It's going to be nuts. So, and uh, kind of to change a little bit of subject here. Um, there are some injury news, some updates. We're going to talk about that, especially as it pertains to the kicker. Um, we are going to go out on the medical minute, and this is brought to you by our friends over at Lorella Vineyards. over 21 years ago. We're a small cantina nestled in the Grand River Valley in Geneva, Ohio. Our winery consists of two beautiful tasting rooms and we have two rooms that can transform into party rooms inside. Our menu here at Lorello's is home cooking. We have wood-fired Tuscan pizzas, paninis, salads, and several appetizers. We have award-winning wines that have won medals internationally, nationally, and locally. In the summer and springtime, we have a beautiful outdoor patio that also we have live entertainment. We also have entertainment sporadically through the entire year inside during our cool fall and winter months. Additionally, outside in the uh, summer, we have a beautiful tent that can house several guests for a private function. We hope to see you soon. And if you want any more information on Lorello Vineyards, you can go to our website at www.lorellovineyards.com. We hope to see you soon. All right. And there you go. There you have it. That is the uh, the Here We Go Brownies wine, the official Here We Go Brownies podcast wine. You can get that over at Lorello Vineyards. With that, let's go ahead and bring Dr. David Ullery on. This is the Medical Minute brought to you by Lorello Vineyards. And David, before we even get into it, can you just come here real quick? Can you just like come in this room that I'm in? Just like real quick. <laughs> just, just come in here real quick because Dustin got to share some really cool news. And I think it is fitting that we get to share some really cool news. Um, this is Dr. David Ullery right here, um, who's also now my fiance. So that's exciting. Very exciting. And in case you didn't know it, everybody, we actually do the podcast um, under the same roof. He's just always in the kitchen. So <laughs> that's that's our news. Um, this happened uh, this past weekend. Here Saturday. you guys go. We're really Saturday, excited. right? Woo! Saturday. Happened on Saturday. Saturday. Right? <laughs> yep. 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 And now here we are doing a podcast. So that's our news. Um, thanks. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations, David. <laughs> All right. I'll get back over there. We have a lot of talk. <laughs> we'll let him get back into his studio setup, soon, aka the soon, kitchen table. Soon, soon we'll have the Here We Go Brownies kids version. No, I'm just kidding. The kids version of the toddler coming on. <laughs> you know what? That would be, that would just be something. Um, All right, be, David, welcome would, back. <laughs> Hi, I'm back. All right, let's get into it. I know what a lot of people are wondering about is Dustin Hopkins. He is officially out. He's not going to be playing in this game. Um, you know, we know that these hamstring injuries can linger for quite some time. Talk to us about this. Um, I know, obviously, we'd all like to have him back, but you feel decent going into this with Riley Patterson. I know you can speak to that, too, even as a, as a Lions mm -hmm. fan. Um, so just kind of give us your thoughts on this injury and, you know, what it means for special teams. Yeah, certainly not surprised by this. Um, just knowing that it was a hamstring injury and the nature the nature of those things. Any of us um, who are also Ohio State fans know how 
um, challenging it can be watching one of your favorite players, especially someone who's so, I would say, impactful to the team, uh, deal with an injury like this. It's one of those things that is it's muscular in nature and just stepping the wrong way at one time, you can easily tweak this and set yourself back weeks. Um, we experienced that a couple times throughout the season last year um, with JSN, and unfortunately, um, it may be another um, path like that for Dustin. Um, I mean, ultimately, especially as a kicker, I mean, all he uses is his legs. Um, that's uh, thank you, Chris. That's the uh, the most important part. And so, anytime I I I, I don't remember if it's his plant leg or his kicking leg, but it doesn't really matter. Um, both mm-hmm. legs are important and vital in the kicking motion, and so. Um, it's going to be something that's going to linger and he may or may not be able to make it back. And certainly he's doing everything he can to rehab. And like we've talked about in the past, things like this, they usually happen. So the hamstrings, they're in the back of the leg. Obviously they're the, the muscles that bend your knee and they also straighten your hip. And so, um, they're, they're used a lot in sprinters and then for kicking motion too, they're pretty important, whether it's planting the leg or kicking and swinging the leg. And so, um, it's, it's vital. And so, they usually are torn within the muscle te- muscle belly itself or where the tendon attaches to the muscle. And so anytime that muscle stretches, that injured area gets retorn or re-stretched. Mm-hmm. And it can linger and linger and linger. And so cryotherapy with ice, um, ultrasound, uh, and um, dry needling, cupping, all of those things are modalities that he's probably using daily, multiple times a day, just to try and get back and get to it. But like I said, one wrong step and you can tweak this thing and, and kind of restrain it and you're kind of back at ground zero. And so um, not surprised by the news and that he probably won't make it, but as you alluded to, I um, mean, Riley Patterson, you've got a, a great reserve option here. In fact, he is the kicker who uh, won the Jags, their game, their first game in the wildcard round last year, uh, making mm-hmm. a game with field goal as time expired. And so he can kick in the clutch and he can come through when you need it. And he's very consistent. He's kind of what we expected from Dustin Hopkins coming in this year, where he's not a huge, like long ball kicker, although Dustin became one this year, amazingly. But I mean, thirty-five to forty-nine yards out, he is very consistent, and I think he's a great option um, in this instance where Dustin's not going to be able to go. Well, and to your point, he's kicking in a dome, right? He's not going to have to worry about any kind of yeah. elements this weekend, so um, not a bad problem to have. And he, he, and obviously, he kicked for Detroit for how long? At least a year, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, and I mean, he was he was there for seventy-five percent of the year this this season. Um, mm-hmm. They signed him after having Michael Badgley last year. And then Michael Badgley was back and forth on the practice squad and ended up winning the competition towards the end of the year. And the Lions felt more comfortable going with Michael Badgley. But again, that doesn't say that Riley Patterson's a bad kicker. They just felt more comfortable with Michael Badgley. I mean, it's just kind of perfect timing for him to be available for the Browns. Um, I mean, just like Joe Flacco is available to kind of come in late season and be able to just at this point, I think we're just asking him to be serviceable. Um, I think most Browns fans are putting more stock in the Browns offense and defense than they are special teams to go in and go ahead and win this game that we were not relying on a, on a, at this point, backup kicker in mm-hmm. Riley Patterson. Um, let's talk about some positive news. Grant Delpit. He is uh, back off of the injured reserve. Um, he was out with a groin injury um, and like a hamstring, I can imagine that things like that could also linger. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, he was, a limited participant in practice today, but I mean, that's always a good thing because he's making progress toward playing. And from the sounds of it on Twitter, he was a pretty active participant in drills. And so that's always a good sign. So for him, the likely scenario, given he had a surgical injury that he got surgery for right away, um, it was likely what we call a sports hernia or um, 
an adductor injury. And so um, a sports hernia is similar in just a regular like umbilical hernia where um, there's a layer of tissue that tears and then the muscle kind of bulges through it. Uh, it's just that this one is more obviously as the name implies seen in athletes. And so it happens closer down to the pelvis rather than in the abdomen. But there's two groups of muscles that attach on the same bone in the front of the pelvis. You have the adductor muscles coming up from the leg. And those are the, those are the muscles that kind of bring your legs together like this. And then there are your abdominal muscles. Um, there's, a, there's huge, large sheets of abdominal muscles that attach in different orientations. And both of those sets of muscle groups attach on the bone in the front. And so you can tear one or both of them and tear them right off the bone. And so that's something that typically uh, you rest it, um, but in athletes especially, especially high level or elite athletes that a lot of times need surgery just because they can have organs from inside their pelvis, their internal organs herniate through that, that defect in the muscle. And that can be very painful and sometimes even cause more serious problems if it's a big defect. And so um, it's a direct repair of the tissue back down to bone. They use anchors and sutures. And if, after four weeks, typically hernia tissue or tissue that is involved in a hernia does heal pretty reliably. Um, certainly he's going to be at a little bit of an increased risk for re-injuring it just with being mm-hmm. weeks. But at the end of the day, if he's feeling good enough to go and not having much pain, it's a, it's a personal decision. I mean, we've talked about that a lot where, uh, athletes sometimes return before maybe the regular population would, but there's also money in contracts and playoffs on the line. And so if he feels comfortable to do it and is willing to take that risk, um, he's, I mean, all the better for him. And so, yeah. uh, you know, similar to a hamstring injury cause it is muscular involvement, but this was torn directly off the bone. Whereas the, um, Dustin's hamstring injury is more within the muscle substance itself. And so this one has a little bit more reliable healing because it's something healing the bone and bone always has kind of the most, the most, um, robust healing initially in the short term. So, sure. yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I thought it was, you know, it's a big news to get him back. Um, just from a depth perspective, you know, for the, for the defense and stuff like that. And nobody kind of really knew, but, uh, I think it's a good move. Uh, you know, what do you make a little bit of just a quick question I have about Dustin Hopkins? It looks like they're progressing. If if we advance in the playoffs, that he could be ready for next week. Mm-hmm. At least it seems like um, that's at least what Stefanski kind of hinted to. Like he felt confident he was making progress, but he didn't say it. But it seems like, I mean, he'll have been out what about a month? Does that seem if it would next week be about a month? So four weeks? Does that sound about right? Yeah, about. pretty close. Um, mm-hmm. and, is, um, and, I guess that, and is that and is that kind of based on the severity of what he had? Is that kind of I mean, athletes versus regular people, right? But like, what what does that look like from a time? I mean, does that seem realistic? Yeah, I, I think it does, um, especially because it's not like they tried to get him out there kicking full go this past week. I mean, certainly he's right. been going through some drills and some practice, but it's not going to be lining up and kicking 50 yard field goals. Cause that's right. going to put so much strain on that muscle. And so they test it in various ways. I mean, honestly, it's probably start as easily as going on a stationary bike or an elliptical and then kind of going from there. If that doesn't hurt, it's just like a concussion protocol. If that doesn't hurt, you can kind of take the next step, but we do know versus concussions that muscle injuries like this, there's just kind of a set time frame where we at least know this healing recovery is taking place. This healing response is taking place. Now we can strain this a little bit more and kind of um, run the risk of, maybe getting back to it and, right. and everybody's different, but usually about two to three weeks, um, especially up to four weeks. And that's a pretty good amount of time for some healing to be done for a partial tear. Cause I mean, obviously the muscle wasn't completely torn. Um, otherwise we'd be talking more surgery or more serious long-term injury, but regardless mm-hmm. within the muscle itself. And so give him three or four weeks, just let him really rest. He's not going to lose that 
too much of that kicking power or strength um, in that time frame. And so if he's able to get back to it next week, um, at, you know, pending a win from the rounds, I totally think that that's a, a realistic time frame. <laughs> Can you give him a shot in the hammy? Uh, so maybe not directly in the hammy, uh, but certainly shots like Toradol, which is an anti-inflammatory, can have a pretty profound effect in these things because muscular injuries cause a lot of bleeding, a lot of swelling. And so we can do that. But um, yeah. And of course, if you're Aaron Rodgers, then things can happen a lot quicker. What do you, what do you say about this? Sorry. There's oh, a dog. Is that, okay. Yep. I bet it was Ludo probably <laughs> if I had to guess. Um, Larry plans on straining his voice. Do you have any advice? Uh, probably starting the day off with some honey and maybe some whiskey too. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you have it. All right, uh, David, this was great. I know you got to get out of here because you might literally have to go do a surgery right now. So yep. uh, we'll let you go. Thanks for taking the time. And um, just wanted to show shut that off one more time. That's my fiance. Um, th there he is. All right, that is, that is, go ahead, Dustin. David, congratulations again. Thank you. Congratulations to you on the move as well. Yes. I know. It's big, big news, big news. Thank you. <laughs> this is a big news show. David, thanks for taking the time. Go Browns. Go Browns. Go Browns. Go Browns. That is Dr. David Ullery. That is the Medical Minute. He's the orthopedic surgeon. Uh, the Here We Go Brownies podcast orthopedic surgeon that was brought to you by our friends over at Lorello Vineyards. Um, let me ask you this, Dustin. What, what is your like realistic concern here? Like, How concerned are you to go into this game without Dustin Hopkins? I'm not. I guess, well, let me, let me, uh, let me explain why. If it's in Cleveland... If it's in mm -hmm. Kansas City where it's zero degrees or Buffalo, yeah. other, or if it's in Miami or Houston, I'm not worried, right? Does that make sense? Because the elements and him not kicking consistently over several weeks is not a is, it's Well, elements are always a factor, right? They always say we don't care how cold it is. We don't care. But rain and wind, kickers hate, right? Rain and wind is the Achilles heel. That's not an issue here. And to David's point, he's pretty consistent from 40 to 49, right? Like he's going to be just fine. So mm -hmm. I, I, I feel confident that doesn't bother me. Uh, the only thing that concerns me, honestly, you know, hand to Jesus in this game is just don't have turnovers. I mean, because we have been known for two or three turnovers a game over the last several weeks, and we've won in spite of those mistakes. And mm -hmm. by the way, we're playing with house money because, 80 or 90% of the time you lose the turnover battle in the NFL, you lose a football game, but thank God we have a number one defense that's giving us this extra chances. So just eliminate the turnovers, right? Like that's to me is probably the biggest thing that concerns me in this football game is eliminating mm -hmm. the turnovers. Yeah, I agree. I'm actually not hitting the panic button at all really with the kicking situation here in Cleveland um, this week. Anyways, I think right. to your point, exactly. If this was, in Cleveland or if this was in Buffalo or even Chicago, like, yeah, City. yeah, you yeah, you probably want your guy that you've had all year. Um, but giving credit here to Riley Patterson, man, he's kicked in Detroit all year. And now I know they're in a dome, but like he has kicked all year, 75% of their season and has been pretty darn good. Um, so mm -hmm. it's not like you're just got, you know, David Ullery off the street coming in and, and kicking field goals for the Cleveland Browns, um, which actually he might be pretty good at it. Uh, but you know, I, I, I feel pretty decent about it now, again, as I mentioned earlier, I think most of the focus has to be with what this offense is going to do. 
you get you're getting a, a Amari Cooper back likely. You're getting a pretty yeah, healthy um, offensive line outside of the season enders, right? As we know, um, you're getting Joe Flacco. You're getting all of your guys back that you did not have in Cincinnati. So, um, David says, don't you doubt that leg? Uh, I'm not. I am not, David. Although, so, although, although David Njoku, I don't know if you saw that, was trying to get. Kevin Skafanski to let him kick, and he goes, get uh-huh. away from me. You're not kicking the football. Just <laughs> get away. He's like, I got a strong leg. He goes, I don't care. <laughs> but you know what's you know what's kind of funny to me is how scarred we are from years past of, man, somebody Whoa. goes down. You're like, oh, oh my God, yeah. Yeah. how are we going to make it through the season? How are we going to get over this? And then we've been scarred for you know, so many lost games due to missed field goals, extra points, all of that. I actually think I saw a comment about it here just a little bit ago. Um, but now because of the way that this team has reacted to the adversity and, and readjusted to the adversity that they have faced this season, as a fan, I've bought in entirely to that mentality too, Dustin. And they're out of a player, I'm saying next man up. I don't care who it is at this point because every mm-hmm. single solitary time on this podcast that we have had to say next man up, the following week, that next man goes and balls out. So I I think that if we go back last year, I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, this is it. Browns can't win this game. But this year, because I've been shown time and time again their resiliency, mm-hmm. let's let's see what they can do. Well, I think we all remember the, the COVID games, like – who was in, who was out because they were positive or negative. And we're like, mm-hmm. there's no way they can win a football game. Right. Just because, but let's just, let's just put the, let's give the credit where credit is due. I think the fact of the way Andrew Barry has drafted and picked it up uh, rotational players has just made this a much better football team and a much mm-hmm. better team of death, death, because we all know that, a few years back, there was no depth. And, you know, that brings to a point that I think could be a decision, a difference in this football game. Now, we've talked about this a few few weeks back when we were talking about the Houston Texan matchup. You're like, they got some pretty good skill players and people at the starting position, but they don't have much bone meat on the bones behind that, right? So that next level of player, it's a, dra- a drastic drop-off on the talent level. And I don't yeah. think you see that with the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, is there going to be, you know, there's only one Miles Garrett, but when you get to some of these corners and safeties, there isn't a huge, you know what I mean? Like there's going to be a drop off, but they're still ballers and they can go out and make those plays. I mean, right. look what Hick, look what Hickman did on Thursday. I, I was just going to say, look at, at Ronnie Hickman, prime yeah. example. So with that, let's talk about that real quick. Actually, hang on one second. We're going to play a quick clip and then bring me right back to Ronnie Hickman. There, Browns fans, pack your bags for the ultimate dog pound at sea party on the amazing Independence of the Seas in March of 2024 as we embark on a five-day all-inclusive Caribbean cruise. Spend time with your favorite Browns alumni like Josh Cribbs, Eric Metcalf, Webster Slaughter, and many more. Presented by Seaside Events. Cabins are selling fast, so book yours now. Visit Browns Fan Cruise or call 216-284-6472 today. I just want to talk about Ronnie Hickman. For example, he has played so, so well, Dustin. And actually, let's talk about Ronnie Hickman and Anthony Bell, both undrafted free agents, and even Tanner McAllister, who got thrust into a situation. All three undrafted free agents and have played very well, all three safeties, mm-hmm. um, and, and have had to play a role that maybe they didn't expect to play at this point in the season as we're, you know, making a playoff push here, making a, or, you know, going into the playoffs. 
-hmm. It's allowed the Browns, especially, you know, Jim Schwartz, the flexibility, if you will, to slowly reintegrate that of Juan Thornhill, that of Grant Delpit, those guys that have been recovering from injury or a little bit more injury prone to maybe give them a little bit more rest and kind of ease them back into the role because we feel pretty confident. We feel pretty good in our depth. And these are three undrafted free agents, Dustin, last year and this year that have stepped up in some massive, massive ways. D'Anthony Bell was the reason that you win against Chicago. I mean, it was an insane play. I I still can't grasp that one, but that was, that was one of them. Ronnie Hickman, though, he's been the star of the show this season, but I think having that flexibility with your depth really can allow you one to let your guys get healthy and maybe not rush them back. And second of all, just maybe have them in rotational pieces. Maybe they will go with, you know, three or four safeties in, in some packages. They might get, you know, secondary heavy in some some packages. Yeah. Maybe we'll see that in some blitz scenarios. So just want to get your thoughts there. Well, no, I like, like I said, I think with these, some of these guys coming back and some of these guys that have had to step up, you know, with the Anthony Walkers and those guys, you know, having to leave the team because of injuries. Here's what I also think. If you look at our team, I think just playing experience we have a a distinct advantage going into the playoffs because here we are getting players back that are healthy. And we also have role players that have had to come in and, and do their fair share for the team. I think there's a lot of reps that have been played on the football field this year that give that Cleveland Browns defense so much um, confidence going into this game. And Allie, I got to tell you, speaking of the defense, I didn't realize this until I looked it up. But from week one to week 17, the Cleveland Browns were the number one ranked defense, and they kept that title the entire freaking season. I don't know. Somebody look it up. I don't know the last time a team finished first and ended first and didn't go to second or third through a season. But that is crazy to think that a defense stays statistically ranked number one for an entire season, especially because of the injuries we had on offense. I mean, that's just, that is wild. Like when we go back and look at stats and look at this team, this defense is going to be a pretty special unit uh, that's going to be looked at and probably copied and emulated in the National Football League when it comes to the way to play teams. Because guess what? We play in the AFC, Allie. It's a very high-octane Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Tua, Burrow, Herbert kind of, you know, kind of football where you have to scheme a certain type of defense to go against the elite Mm -hmm. quarterbacks. I mean, I'm sorry. The NFC doesn't have only but a couple elite quarterbacks. And then there's a huge drop off. That's not the case in the AFC. So uh, hats off to this defense and Jim Schwartz. Pay that man whatever the hell he wants and sign him to a two-year extension if, if he doesn't get stolen from another team from us. But I got to tell well, you, it's amazing. It is. Let's talk about that here in just a second. Guys, whether it is sophisticated suburban living, luxury downtown digs, or senior housing, KND, the largest property management company in Northeast Ohio, has a perfect home for everyone. KND is your one-stop shop for housing in the region with apartments and amenities uh, for everyone, including residential, commercial, retail, and also corporate housing. Find your dream home at KND. Visit KND.com to get started. That is the letter K, the word, and the letter D.com. Um, I just want to highlight uh, our, our friend Josh brought it up. Um Pete Carroll uh, will not be the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. There have been some other um, 
coaching, you know, movement uh, that came out today. Uh, one surprise, uh, Nick, Saban, Nick Saban out at Alabama. He's retiring. Um, I know that's college football. We won't spend too much time there, but what, well, Rabel. Let's just talk about that for a moment. You have the great Nick Saban that has won multiple national championships. Former, let's give a shout out to him, former defensive coordinator yep. of the Cleveland Browns, Nick Saban, who was on the same staff with Bill Cowher, Nick Saban, and Bill Belichick were all mm-hmm. on that same staff in Cleveland. So a shout out to Nick Saban. He has had a illustrious career, not only at the NFL level, um, at the at the collegiate level. But I mean, I mean, I, that was kind of a shock. I, I'm sure we're going to see him in some NFL analyst booth somewhere talking about uh, talking about uh, Aflac. You know, probably talking with ducks and doing some <laughs> commercials. But. Uh, yeah, I mean, Ali, that's a bit. That's a big, you know. Like- well, here's here's a couple. I mean, not just. I mean, Saban was the recent news. Um, so I want to talk about that just a little bit. But Pete Carroll, um, um, Vrabel, Arthur Smith down in Atlanta. Um, my question to you Ron, is: Ron, Ron, Ron Rivera, yeah, Ron Rivera. right, right. We, we can expect Belichick to be out. Like, there's going to be some movement, and some unlike anything that we've seen in the league so far. Uh, yeah. up until this point but one of them being is that jim schwartz hasn't uh interviewed at all hasn't had any any interviews so i guess one i find that surprising I, I do um second of all i on the same note i don't find it surprising because he's in season he is focused he's dedicated he's ready to go um but what do you think do you think that that jim schwartz gets a, a legit opportunity um and does he take it to be an nfl head coach again or can so we expect to see him back next year now not to spend too much time on this because we'll have plenty of time this offseason to talk yeah. about it. But just right now, yeah. let's have a little fun with it. Yeah, I was just going to say it was interesting because Ken Carmen and, you know, uh, Lima with 92.3 The Fan brought up this debate and they were on both spectrums of it of why they thought he was not getting interviews and why he should get interviews. And um, um, Lima was of the opinion that he thought that Jim Schwartz would get interviews. Ken Carmen was on the other side of it going, no, he's an older guy. I'm assuming he's close to 60, right? I don't know how old uh, Jim Schwartz is. I don't he know. Said he's, he, he goes, he's an older defensive coordinator, and the NFL, and the NFL is trending to younger defensive-minded type of yeah. – He's 57. Uh, uh, yeah. So, but he's, you know, younger defensive minded type of defensive coordinators. So I can see both sides of it, right? He may get an interview, but a lot of these people may be focused on that younger kind of head coach. You know what I'm saying? Like more of that mm-hmm. younger style of head coaches. Because if you look, look around the league, Allie. I mean, the the uh, Andy Reeds and, um, you know, Seattle now with, with him departing, uh, with Carroll departing. If you look around, there isn't a lot of older coaches kind of in the league now, right? It is a really young, a young guy. I mean, it's just trending that way. And it, it has is. been mm-hmm. for several years. And I think you're going to see younger minded coaches getting those opportunities, right? And if you notice the old guard, not to say they're, they're bad, but the older coaches are kind of, I don't, maybe they're, I don't even want to say that they're not like in tune with what the players kind of like a player's coach. But what's interesting is like, you know, Pete Carroll was the oldest coach in the NFL until he, you know, was relieved of his duties. He was at 14 years at, mm-hmm. at the Seahawks. You know, so I think I think there is there is arguments on both sides why Schwartz may get a look, 
but not a heavy look. So let's sense. let's start with here's my philosophy on it. I think he deserves a look. Sure. Obviously, base if it, if we're going right. performance based only, I would say, yeah, we need to give him a look. However, if I were a GM of an organization, I would I would fall into that category of hey, the landscape of the league is trending in this direction. A lot of young offensive and defensive coordinators. We want to get that. We want to get the the new Sean McVay. Do you remember a couple of years ago? Everybody was looking for Sean McVay, the the new one, the up and coming, the new young guy. Everybody's still kind of on that. And once these guys are out, whether it's you know Pete Carroll, Belichick, Ron Rivera, um, some of these older guys are out. It's all it's all young guys, and I'm not necessarily yeah. saying that's a bad thing. Um, but because of I think the uptick in analytic analysis as it pertains mm-hmm. to football and the you know analytics versus just straight football guys, um, you're going to see an uptick in more just analytically based uh, younger philosophies I, I think that that's just more likely what we're going to see not saying that that's necessarily what i personally agree with right. um if you look at performance you look at results uh, look at what jim schwartz has done he absolutely deserves deserves a shot but i can see the argument i can see i can see both sides is what i'm trying to say here yeah and, and a shout out to lauren i appreciate that comment kellen moore will get one of the head coaching jobs um again he's one of those young offensive minds right that is out there uh I think he he's going to not get one of the premier jobs, uh, in my <laughs> opinion, but he gets maybe like a Carolina Panthers uh, type of position where it's going to need some fixing for a while, um, but can go in there and tutor a new quarterback because I'm assuming, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, hell, I don't know what Carolina's going to do there, grease fire, but. Um, it's just so funny how things can change so fast in the NFL. I mean, Dustin, like, Last year, late last year on this show, we were talking about, you know, there just aren't a lot of spots for some of these quarterbacks to go in the free agent market. Um, We were talking about, like, where does Aaron Rodgers go? There just isn't a lot of places for him to go. All these teams are really good and competitive. They've got their guy, young quarterbacks. And a year later, man, how that is, that is just rapidly and drastically changed. So many teams need quarterbacks. So many teams need coaches. So many teams need to completely burn it to the ground. So yeah, things so can change high, so fast. So many high profile quarterbacks have been eliminated from their teams this year. Like, yeah. um, and I always think when you have teams like the Browns and the Bengals, you know, with 40 some million dollars, you know, <laughs> for that quarterback, that's not playing out there. Um, that makes you kind of think, right? Like, and if you look at some of the quarterbacks that are performing right now, uh, I mean, let's just call it Baker Mayfield. He ain't yep. being paid much. Joe Flacco, nope. he ain't being paid much. Dak Prescott has a somewhat good-sized contract, but it's not crazy, right? Like, I mean, some of these guys, you know, just aren't on huge contracts, and they're the ones in the playoffs. So, I don't know. It's it's, it's been a weird season for the quarterback position and what we've seen. And it's almost like the cupboard got bare all of a sudden with quarterbacks, quality quarterbacks just not being available. And I always said this, and I will say this forever, <laughs> your backup quarterback sometimes is maybe the most important player on your team mm-hmm. because you need to insert a guy. And that's why I loved having Case Keenum on our roster because if Baker went down, I felt Case Keenum could come in and manage the offense and not blow the game for us, right? Like I just felt confident that he could go in and manage the game. And, you know, and look at the Browns this year. We had a rookie quarterback and we had a P.J. Walker. Nothing against them, but they're green, right? They're just green quarterbacks. And then Joe Flacco came in with experience. Wow, look how valuable that was to have a 
yep. veteran or someone that had reps <laughs> to actually go in the game and be able to just take that off. I mean, it's just, it's invaluable. And I think we've learned that this year in the National Football League. Teams are going to have to really look at next year how they position their rosters, not only from a starting quarterback, but from a backup position. Yeah, most definitely. Um, guys, if you like saving money, and I know that I do, be sure to head on over to the Cleveland Furniture Company to shop for all of your furniture needs. Dustin's going to tell you about a giveaway that we've got going on right now, but they can save you money. They buy in bulk direct from the factories. They are a true family-owned and operated company right here in Cleveland, so be sure to go check them out. Uh, this next this next segment is going to be brought to you from the couch, but Dustin, real quick, why don't you tell our listeners about the giveaway we've got going on? Guys, who doesn't want a new recliner? $800 recliner, no less. Uh, by the way, this is a beautiful recliner being given away from our friends over at the Cleveland Furniture Company. And it is to celebrate the Browns going to the playoffs. They have gifted us a wonderful recliner. So uh, if it's your living room, your sports cave, wherever uh, you want to put this, you just have to follow them, follow us, tag somebody, and share it. That's it. You do that, you're entered. We will pick a random winner at the end of the month. You can enter as many times as you want because it just gives you a better chance. And then we'll announce the winner on February 1st, and maybe we'll deliver it in time to, I don't know, watch the Super Bowl. Just say and never know. <laughs> you never know. This next segment is brought to you from the couch. From the couch is brought to you by the Cleveland Furniture Company. All right, let's go ahead and get into it here, Dustin. I want to talk about this game because, as I mentioned at the top, this is a different game than what the Browns played on Christmas Eve. This is a, a you know, it's just a different team with C.J. Stroud. He's able to completely take over a game. He's just, prior to his injury, his concussion, I think he was absolutely in the MVP race. Like, he was having an insane season. He still is. Um, one of the better quarterbacks currently in the league, even though he is a rookie. But we mentioned he just, they, there's just not a ton of depth here. Um, we know that Nico Collins is his number one target. Um, you know, you've got Noah Brown out. Uh, Robert Woods has been dealing with injuries. We know Tank Dell is obviously out for the season. Um, so just the pass catchers, you know, they are thin there. Dustin, I'd like to turn it over to you. What matchups are you looking forward to seeing the most in this game? Honestly, the the line of scrimmage. I, I think if the Browns can give Joe Flacco enough time in this football game to get Amari Cooper and Ajoku, um, you know, Elijah, any of these guys open, I think that is what I'm going to look for is just that pass protection of Joe Flacco. And then on the, the flip side, the defense, you know, the defense for the Cleveland Browns, that, that front four, how much, you know, how much uncomfortable can Miles Garrett set the tone for this football game and really get CJ Stroud um, uh, out of, you know, out of that, um, out of his rhythm. Right. So, yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that if you look at the Browns depth on the defensive line, who they have vastly outweighs what the, the Houston, I was just calling them the Oilers, the Houston Texans have on their <laughs> offensive line. Um, but I am I am mostly intrigued with Love it. Uh, our our secondary going up against their their pass catchers. Look, um, as I mentioned, they are thin. Um, they are thin there. They have Nico Collins, uh, but we know that Noah Brown potentially out. Um, Robert Woods potentially out. They are just they don't they don't have a ton of guys. They've got John Mechie, um, who I think it was last year, the year prior, had uh, he was out with cancer. I mean, he he has a great story coming back from that. Um, that's awesome, but they just don't have a ton of guys um, that can, you know, make some explosive plays right now. But 
with that. CJ can make a ton of explosive plays. So you have to be on the lookout for that. I am most looking forward to our um, corners specifically. Um, I know that we're getting Grant back potentially um, ready to go for Saturday. Uh, same with Juan. But we talked about guys like DeAnthony Bell and Ronnie Hickman and their ability to step up and do what they've done um, in their undrafted rookie roles and be really, really good. Um, really, really good, actually. And I, I'm mm-hmm. not sure that that's getting enough credit, especially Ronnie Hickman. Um, but especially the corners, man, Denzel Ward, MJ Emerson, um, Greg Newsom. This is going to be quite a show for them. And I'm excited to see what they can bring to the table here. Yeah, this unit, like I said, they are just a special unit to have all these different players. I mean, just the way they can rotate in. And that's what I think is the most dangerous thing about this team is because of the depth and getting guys back is you can really wear down an, you can really wear down an offense just, you know, and just keep bringing fresh legs in, right? And that's not something you can really seem like that normally you can do on defense. Teams start getting gassed third and fourth quarter. But I feel like the Browns can bring in fresh legs on defense. Um, and this is going to be a really interesting matchup, like you said, with the corners in the safety position. And it'll be interesting to see what J- how JOK plays in this game. Yeah, I think definitely. that'll be – I mean, you know, I'm assuming he'll have the green dot um, on defense in this football game possibly. And so I think it'll be interesting to see how he kind of manages that side of the ball and how these guys look. But I think this is going to be um, – boy, his quote this week just made me want to run through a wall about what he said about this game. And, like, I'm telling you, these guys – they are so bought in and so laser focused. Like, I just don't think anything is going to phase them. Like, and I, and I well, if, it, if it hasn't up until this point, I don't think it can. You know what I mean? Well, well you know what DeAnthony Bell said? He was on another podcast, so we need to get him on. <laughs> but uh, it was interesting. You know what he said? Where was the turning point in this season for this team? You know what he said? Green the Rams game. The, the, oh. the Rams game was the turning point in this season. We knew we were good, but when we saw Flacco go out there and be able to lead us, they all kind of said, this guy can take us to where we need to go. Let our defense do what we do, and we'll get there. And he said from that game on, they were like late. And you could see it, right? We saw it. Nothing phased them from that point on, and they were super laser-focused. And they ended up winning seven of, you know, seven to 10 games down the stretch. That's, that's great. Right. Like that's insane. Right. Like, um, yeah. So it makes me happy. real quick. I know we've, we've said this and, and actually I'm sure we all know this, but I, I just think it's worth repeating no matter what happens, no matter what happens, I know we all have hopes and aspirations for what this team can be and what they can do, but no matter what happens, Dustin, man, to get to where they are, to even make the playoffs and have an appearance and, and a true shot at this is Nothing short of just absolutely remarkable. We've right. set man up and we've talked about Joe Flacco and what he's been able to do. We've talked about Ronnie Hickman and what he's been able to do. But to go from Jack Conklin to Dewan Jones to James Hudson, um, <laughs> five different quarterbacks on the season, and to be in this position. No Nick Chubb. No Nick no, Chubb. You never I mean a, an almost one, a, a borderline non yeah, a non-existent running game down the stretch. I mean, we can't yeah. run the ball. We, we do not do that well. And I want to be perfectly transparent. Like I do not think that we have a good rushing attack. And I know that a lot of people are always pounding the table, Kevin, run the ball, run the ball. It's just not working right now. And that's not Jerome Ford's fault. That's not Kareem Hunt's fault. 
not the offensive line's fault. Um, we're just injured. It just is what it is. That's the reality of this Browns offensive situation. We just can't do it no. like we've done it if before. We figure, if we figure out the run in the in the it's playoffs, game over. It's game yeah. over. <laughs> <laughs> if, if Ford blows up in the playoffs, it's over. I mean, like because because then you have the the two headed monster in a football game, mm-hmm. right? Because then because then basically that opens up freaking. Kevin Stefanski's playbook to whatever he wants to do at that point. If the run game's, you know, clicking. So. Yeah, you're right. Um, I want to tell you about our friends over at stadium mustard guys. If you don't have stadium mustard in this, in your kitchen this season, you're doing it wrong. The iconic brand, the iconic taste, and it's beloved from ballparks to backyards and everywhere in between stadium mustard is a smooth brown mustard rich in both taste and tradition. And it's loved by millions. So be sure to head on over to stadiummustard.com to shop now. And Dustin, why don't you tell our listeners about barley house? Guys, if you're not going to Houston and you want to go check out and watch the game, they open their doors at noon uh, this Saturday. Get down there, noon Eastern. The Barley House will be open, ready to partake in all the festivities, drink specials, all kinds of great food. Uh, Stay long. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the festivities. If you're not making it down to Houston, go down to West Six, enjoy the Barley House, and get some food and enjoying that and by the way guys we'll have another 30 dollars gift card to be given away soon to you guys that want to go down there and win that we've had a few winners already that have been able to enjoy that um so yeah you know it, yeah. It's, it's we're in the giving season Allie. we're just in the giving season we so. are giving we love giving um real quick before we turn it over um we won't spend a ton of time here but lauren asks uh getting ahead of ourselves here but what are we looking for the off season in the draft um i guess i'm, I'm gonna just ask you off of this question like you know Let's just say you could go out and get, you know, anybody in the free agent market right now, um, or you could draft somebody. What position, you know, is is kind of your biggest hole in this roster right now? Like, what is the biggest area of concern? Because um, I've got one that just stands out to me, and it's not because – I'm just going to answer this not before I give it over to you. Not because Nick Chubb is out, but, like, I think that the Browns – front office actually had a little bit of a miss here in not going and getting another running back. I mean, Leonard Fournette was out there. I think they could have done that. I think that they they could have probably done some other things with a receiver. Um, I mean, we know injuries. We know that, that mm-hmm. you know, we can't predict that. But um, really, running back's the number one thing for me right now. Um, I can't speak right now until next year, Lauren, on this, because, like, we don't know what's going to happen this offseason and who's staying, who's leaving. And I'm, I really don't even have that readily, readily available in my head. Um, but if I, I'm just answering this in the sense of if we could do this right now and bring somebody in, like what position group are you, are you leaning most towards here? This is going to shock you and probably shock a lot of people, but I, uh, somebody, I was watching another show and it talked me into this. We have Deshaun Watson, I believe for three more years. Is that correct? Is that, does that sound right? We signed him to a five-year deal or do we have him for two more years? Is it two or three? We we signed him to a five-year contract. Okay, so we have him for three more years. If I'm the Cleveland Browns, I find a quarterback in the second or third round and put him on a rookie deal, and it's it's cap-friendly because guess what? When Deshaun leaves after five years, if that is the case, and he's not re-signed, you better have a guy waiting in the wings that's really good, and I love DTR. I'm not saying like he's not the answer. But if you don't re-sign Joe Flacco to a two-year deal to be your backup, I say you draft a quarterback in the third round of the Cleveland Browns. I'm saying it right now. You draft a quarterback. 
I don't disagree with that. <laughs> I, that doesn't shock me. I, I think that's. But I mean, I mean, some people. That yeah. Shock, I mean, that is shocking to some people because they'd be like, mm-hmm. well, we have DTR. Why would you do that? Yeah. I'm just yeah. saying you've got to do that. He'll be on a rookie deal for four years. And guess what? Mm-hmm. You can insert him whenever, you know. I'm and I think I've, I've said this, too, um, and then we'll move on. But I've always I've said this for the past couple of years. I, I've never liked our linebacker depth. Um, I think it's the best that we've seen it right now, but I mean, Anthony Walker has been in and out. We know he's out right now. Um, JOK has been exceptional. Uh, Sione Takitaki has been kind of the player we expected him to be. Uh, but I think you need more there. And thankfully so far this season, the defensive line has been awesome. It's been absolutely awesome. And run stop has allowed the linebackers to respond, react, read and react. Uh, and I'd like to see more of that. I'd love to see a speedy linebacker. Um, you can you can yeah. sign me up for that all day, uh, especially with the value that we have in terms of draft draft capital. Um, all right, let's get into it. Uh, we've only got a couple of minutes here, Dustin. We've got some some games to pick, and this segment is brought to you by our friends over at Circle K. Bounce fans, get ready for a sizzling sensation that's about to heat up your taste buds. Circle K is bringing you a hot deal this football season. Introducing Circle K's Hot Chicken Wings. And the best part, the price is as hot as the wings themselves. Pick up six wings for just $5.99 at your local Circle K today. So what are you waiting for? Gather your friends, your family, and anyone who craves the ultimate wing experience. Circle K, where every deal is hotter than ever before. Here we go, brownies. Only at Circle K. All right, let's go ahead and get into it. We've got some games to pick, but Dustin, first and foremost, starting with last week, uh, I got you again. So I uh, I am up. Um, I'm up not, well, I'm up five on you. I've got five Jesus. on you. Jesus, so Jesus, okay. How many we rounds some... are there to this? Hang on. So let's see. We got the wild card round. We go all the way until the Super Bowl. Well, I'm just, how many rounds is it? Can I even win at this point? I'm not sure that you can, but we're going to keep doing it. We're going to keep having fun with it. <laughs> Damn it. So let's let's go ahead and kick it off. Um, and let's start with Browns, Texans. What do you got? Browns. Yeah, I'm going Browns here, too. I am. Definitely going with the Cleveland Browns. I, I, you mentioned it. The Joe Flacco. Um, what what was the stat that Joe Flacco has never lost in the first round, or what was it? What'd you say? He's never he's never lost in the first round of the playoffs. Mm. He's also ten and five overall in the playoffs as in his career. Yeah. Okay. All right. Going Browns here. Dolphins at Chiefs. You know what? I'm gonna go Chiefs, or I mean, I'm gonna go Dolphins here. Actually, I'm gonna okay. go Dolphins. Um. Man, this one's really tough. I, I think I agree with you in the sense that the Dolphins are like oh, actually I'm not gonna say the Dolphins the Dolphins are a better team because I don't know that that's true. But the Chiefs have been so up and down, up and down. Um but They've because both been very both have been yeah, very inconsistent. Yeah. But because of the experience, I am gonna go with the Chiefs here. Okay. Okay. All right. Next up we have Steelers at Bills. As much as I want the Steelers to win this weekend to help us get a home playoff game, I think the Bills are finally on the way they mm-hmm. need to be. And yep, by the I way, I just, they just don't have enough offensive firepower on the other side. I mean, they just to match up. So no, I agree. Uh, I'm going to go with the uh, with the Bills here in this one. Um, Packers at Cowboys. This is an interesting game. <laughs> it is interesting. Here's the thing. 
Packers got into the playoffs the same way the Steelers did. This person had to win. This person had to lose. They backed their way into the playoffs. Nobody likes that. I like the Cowboys, though. I mean, the Cowboys are playing pretty – and they're at home, right? Cowboys are, like, terrible on the road and great at home. So I'm going to go Cowboys. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Cowboys here as well. Rams at Lions. Sorry, David, if you're anywhere near. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he's checked out. I, no, he's I he's he's at a he's at the hospital. I think he's he's yeah, busy yeah. right now. Yeah, um, I actually see the Rams coming in weirdly and sneaking in and winning the game. I don't know. This Rams team's kind of hot. They're playing with a little, little hotness right now. They are. This is the this Rams team got hot at the wrong time, and the Browns know that all too well because they faced yep. them right as they were taking off. Huh. Um, and and this one, this game, I think for for several reasons is interesting. One, Matt Stafford going back to Detroit to playoff game. Like, there's so many yep. stories here. Um, but I think that this is a Lions team that has, towards the end of the season, been a little bit up and down, uh, more so than they were at the early part of the season. And this Rams team has just been on an upward trajectory. This is not a team that I would like to face. However, I have been to a Lions game at home with like playoff energy. It wasn't a playoff game, obviously, but it was playoff energy. It was insane. It was against, it was against the Broncos um, over, was that Thanksgiving, I think. And it was absolutely insane. And because of that, really because of that only, I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions. So let me jot that one down. And then last, but most certainly not least, Eagles at Bucks. Baker's beat up, and this is nothing against Baker, but Baker's not 100% healthy. And I just think the Eagles, um, they'll find their way somehow in this football game, and I think the Eagles are going to win. There's something about this Bucks team that kind of makes me a little nervous um, in the sense that, like, I really wouldn't want to play them either. Um could you imagine We've the, only... well, the Bucks? Yeah, the no. I... <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think you would have every person in America going, oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> no, that one scares me. Um, but I'm going to do something kind of crazy here. Uh, I'm going to go with the Bucks. Um, right. I, I am curious to see, more so than anything, I'm curious to see what Baker Mayfield does again in the playoffs. And Frankly, I'm excited to watch this game. I, I really am. So I'm going to go with the Bucks on this one. Okay. And there, there you have it. So we'll so see. Allie, so Allie, gonna I, be am down, I am down by five, five yeah. to you. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm asking for an audible on the contest, and this is I want to just to see if we can get to a tie. You ready? Okay. So we have four rounds, if I'm correct. Three rounds in the Super Bowl, right? That's the is that. Right? Four rounds, basically. Sounds about right. So, here is the tiebreaker to win or lose. This is Super Bowl, okay? So, the tiebreaker will be to get me to get even is we will pick, because this is what screwed us up last year, by the way, because we picked both picked the Eagles. Why don't we say, even if we pick the same team in the Super Bowl, we do a score prediction, and who's ever score prediction is closest gets an extra point. Mm-hmm. All right. I can, I can, I can co-sign that. I'll, I'll agree with that one. I mean, that's that's fair, right? I mean, that's it, fair. It's like sure. a, and by the way, we're waiting. Um, Larry, double or nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Let's do it. Uh, but I think, 
I think that I think the Super Bowl should have more weight on it anyway, right? Because there's there's more variables. Sure. It's a bigger game, so we'll we'll go pick the game and the points. It's same thing like All the right. tiebreaker. All right, cool. That works for me. And uh, before we go ahead and wrap up, Dustin, I know we already talked about it here, but just remind our listeners what we've got going on here in March. Yes, guys, if you if you haven't booked, come join us March 11th as we sail out of Miami, Florida, and we go to Jamaica and the Bahamas, guys. We'll be hanging out with 17 Browns alumni. 17. Who would want to hang out with Eric Metcalf or Webster Slaughter or, you know, I don't know, maybe Hanford Dixon, the inventor of the dog pound. Guys, this will be a lot of fun. And if you book, put the code in HWGB, HWGB, in the guest details, and you'll be entered to win hundreds of dollars in prizes that will be given away as well. We'll pick a random winner. And one of those winners as well will be able to go on set with us with those cool Browns alumni with a live recorded show. How cool would that be from the beach, from the ship, from the ocean? I'm looking forward to it. I know Allie doesn't like cold weather. She's looking forward to it. And then, by the way, guys, uh, big announcement. Uh, Allie will not be here. Well, it's not really a big announcement, but Allie will not be with us next week. Uh, uh, Stay tuned. We will have some guests joining us next week, so stay tuned. We don't know who those people will be. But, Allie, we will also be going early, about an hour and a half, prior to Saturday's game in Houston. We will do a big pregame show, an hour and a half, Prior to the game, join us. Allie, what time would that be for an hour and a half? Kickoff is at uh, kick off, Kickoff is at 4. So I'm a little thrown off with my time lately. Yeah, it's 4.30 because I am uh, – I will actually be – it'll be 5.30 for me. So I'll actually be in St. Martin. Um, so I'll be in the Caribbean. Um, so hopefully I have a nice backdrop as we do our pregame show. Um, so, yeah, we top will be life, going on an hour – <laughs> An hour before the game. So let's, um, so let's, we'll, let's we'll call it. So we'll call it 3 p.m. Eastern. Sounds right. Sounds Eastern. good to me. Yeah. So we'll go an hour and a half prior to that. Uh, come join us. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about score predictions. We'll be interactive with the fans. But come join us an hour and a half before kickoff. Right here, we'll be live on Twitter, YouTube, yep. and of course Facebook. Join us as it is playoff season. And boy, Allie, we should enjoy this ride because we don't know how many of these we're going to get. And boy, you just jump on, enjoy the ride because you know what? You're only guaranteed one game, as Joe Flacco says, and that's Saturday. And then if yep. you win that one, you're guaranteed another one. You're guaranteed another one. I might be doing the uh, the pregame show with a pina colada in my hand, but nonetheless, oh, we're going to have a good time. Hey, and I'm so it. excited. Love All right. It. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And as always, Browns fans. Go Browns. Go Browns.